and we're back on another episode of We Making It Woo. Remember that if you want to be a part of the conversation, please feel free to email me at katiesmiles.nyc. That's Katie because it's my name. Smiles because what? My smile is so cute, y'all. And NYC because that's where we at. Okay, so what happened last night? Guys, I worked a lot and then I got home and I realized I had to do some more work so that's what I did last night shout out to Jasmine Hearn uh, her newsletter went out last night and shout out to all of the beautiful people like beautiful people like Gibney because that's where I was um what am I reading uh I'm not reading anything because uh for those of you who don't know uh Emily was away on her 01 visa renewal. So I have just been meditating and not trying to lose my mind. Uh, but she secured her visa is in, and is coming home tonight. Uh, I love you, girl. I'll see you tonight. Um, so yes, yes, and yes. So what is being made? So this coming Friday, March 21st, I believe it is, uh, don't quote me, but you know, this coming Friday, uh, Groundworks Dance Theater will be premiering their work at Gibney. And usually I always, we always talk about like what people are making, how they're making it, how do they make it happen. But today, given um, the nature of the relationship between my two special guests, we are going to curb that conversation to really talk about how lineage and relationships foster community and how that community helps us define what making it looks like. Uh, when I started the podcast, it was really about making these ethereal or ephemeral um, concepts really tangible. And I think relationships and community and recycling resources is one of the best and easily made tangible things. So that is what we're talking about today. And here to talk to me about said special things, I have two special guests. Special guests, can you introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, hi, Katie. Uh, I'm David Shimo Takahara, and I'm the founding artistic and executive director of Groundworks Dance Theater, and we're based here in Cleveland, Ohio. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, and uh, I'm Amy Miller. I'm senior director of Gibney Dance Company here in NYC. OMG. So if you follow me, you know that Amy and I have an outstanding relationship. I've been a stalker for quite some time. Yes, I said <laughs> stalker. We took class together when I was 21, two, maybe one of those. And she is amazing. And so she's been super. So, and of course, in, in the fact that she's been amazing, I always stalk her and say hi. Uh, and over time, those highs have created more conversation. Uh, she did a great episode with me on my web series, What's That Step? And so it's so great to have Amy, who is a, a little seedling, well, now big tree that maybe was started with Groundworks. Absolutely, yes. Thank you so much, Katie, for making space for this conversation. And, yeah. Um, I'm just so excited about what you're doing here in the, We're trying. on the scene, bringing people together. Yeah, and I'm absolutely thrilled um, to welcome Groundworks to New York City next weekend uh, to premiere work and to showcase just the amazing amount of uh, creativity and entrepreneurship that has been happening there for 20 years. Yeah. Um, I really uh, am forever indebted to uh, Shimo, David Shimo, as I uh, a lot of us affectionately call you. And um, yeah, just thrilled at the full circle moment 
um, of coming back together um, as we have been over the years, but it just feels really tangible right now yeah. uh, to be in each other's space in this way. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how you guys met. Shimo, do you want to tackle that oh. one? <laughs> wow. Um, well, we met uh, both as performers with uh, the then Ohio Ballet under the direction of oh, Heinz yeah. Pohl. Um, and um, Amy um, Amy came to the company, I think, gosh, I think you were 16. Wow. Is that possible? Yeah. yeah. Um, Shimo, how old were you? <laughs> I'm not telling you. <laughs> But the, the uh, no, she was just this sort of wonder kind uh, kid that I I immediately um, just was was really really attracted to her her energy her spirit, but um, this sort of amazing kind of intuitive physical intelligence that she had with her movement, and um, and when I uh, left Ohio Ballet to start Groundworks back right. in 1998, I had it in my head to um, to approach Amy and say, you know, Amy, this is something I'm, I'm really, you know, would, would love to have your your collaboration and participation with because I, I so, uh, I was so like turned on by, by the thought of being able to work intensively with her um, um, and um, fortunately for uh, the way things turned out uh, I think Amy was in in that in a frame of mind where she she accepted yeah know. Amy can you speak to maybe that energetic connection that you felt with emo Shimo oh absolutely I think um, I felt a two peas in a pod sort of um, <laughs> feeling and you know looking back on it now it seems even more special and even more rare and even more of just a, I can't believe that um, that Shimo took a chance on me that way, you know, yeah. to make space for a younger artist. Um, he really brought me under his wing and in amazing ways that, you know, at this point now, um, being where I am in my career now, just the amount of energy that it must have taken <laughs> for you, Shimo, to... <laughs> To, to facilitate space for me, I, I think I'm becoming closer and closer to an awareness of uh, just just the enormity of, um, of making space to mentor and um, do, do things collaboratively as opposed to, oh, I'll just take care of this on my own. You know, right. like I think that's where I'm battling right now in, in my own career is how to, mm. to continue to work collaboratively even when things get, you know, the pace speeds up or... Right. There are opportunities that um, that start to layer on top of one another and prioritizing. And so, Shimo, I guess uh, this time has made me re 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 be grat grateful right. um, for that for that space. And I know you have continued to do that throughout your entire career, even before Groundworks. You were kind of innately just really mentoring and bringing people along with you in collaboration. So I I know I absolutely learned that from you, and it's become the norm now. Um, you know, like I'm always moving toward that and I can feel myself when I pull away from it. I'm like, oh, we got to get back toward it. Yeah. yeah. Shimo, can you speak? Uh, so as Amy and you were talking, it uh, reminded me of this great conversation we had at ADF where we talked about the value of mentorship. Can you mm. speak a little bit about the impetus that drives you to be um, 
in such collaboration and mentorship with both Amy and your artists because that isn't a, a default perspective to take given your position so maybe mm-hmm. what drives you to take that perspective well I think it's it's mostly necessity for me uh, because I learned pretty quickly that I couldn't do it on myself <laughs> you, say. you know I mean and I think I, it keeps smacking me in the face um, because I think all artists are entrepreneurs and we're all really proud and we want and we sort of pride ourselves on our independence and our ability to get things done and and um and I'm I'm certainly of that ilk but I you know it comes a point where you, um you realize that you you know you really do uh have to rely on others and so um it's not a question of of demanding it it's a question so how do i how do i you know how do i increase that that uh that resource pool how do i encourage that in ways that will help help me but obviously um come full circle and 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 make for just a, a very very uh collaborative environment um because that's what you want you want you want people to to be able to give the best of themselves right. willingly, right. not because of their job or because you know it's some 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 rule of responsibility. Um, and uh, I think uh, the first place that I realized that was um, was just in the actual creating right. uh, of work. Um, yeah, I just never felt that um, I wanted to. Um, be the sole creative voice in the room um and and uh or you know it wasn't like i was going to model uh the steps and and make uh, um you know make everybody move like i moved i I just felt that that was a a very limiting factor although i i trust my sensibility of movement obviously (laughs) right um, and rely on it but um you know began to think pretty early on gosh i have I have all these movement specialists. I have these incredibly gifted, intelligent, creative people in the room. How do how do I work with that in a way that that makes use of that? Right. Uh, maximizes that. Right. Um, right. I think uh, Amy and I spoke to this in our first interview together about yeah. um, how do we honor the genius that's in the room. I think I think especially in my training, I was so afraid to maybe honor my genius because it didn't look like, you know, my teacher's genius or the other person's genius. Um, and I love that the process that you're speaking to is essentially like the lineage of that, like or an example of that is in the interview that we did where we talked about like, how do we honor the genius in the room? Because that pushes the whole conversation forward. But in thinking about lineage, Shimo, where did you get this from? Like, did someone take you under their wing and like, do this for you or is i mean did you or you know did you have the opposite experience and you're like i'm never doing that again <laughs> um yeah you know um you know i worked uh, i i came up really through through a lot of experiences working in ballet companies okay. and um and that is not the that is not the the sort of the culture of creativity in, in those in most of those situations it wasn't at least at the time um 
so it was it was i guess katie it's funny you know it, it was kind of in reaction right to, right to, uh, what i felt was some, some some limiting factors in terms of my experience as a as a dancer and a you know um sort of having to um to swallow a lot of of my impulse and, right. and creativity um in in terms of what i could contribute i felt um having said that it was it was you know it 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 it, it didn't it didn't hinder me right at the time but i thought i thought really you know in starting groundworks not only was i um interested in finding new new uh new ways of thinking about movement but new ways of thinking about how to create that as right. well right so um, yeah I'd love for both you and Amy to maybe talk about some strategies you use literally in process to um, create space for those impulses to surface. Like what are like some real games or um, prompts that you offer that allow people's voices to be at the forefront of the room? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think that makes me think about... Um evolution of the idea of yes and when something is presented in yeah. a space like how can I say yes to it and then also um, take ownership of it and add on to it in some way yeah um, and I know that that's at this at this point not an unusual sort of um, process within a, 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 a dance studio or a creative process and I, I love I love that more and more choreographers are moving toward this yes uh, way of working and I'm super interested in um, kind of the juxtaposition of a suggested phrase of movement or a suggested context and um, the genius in the room, as you say. Yeah. And how those those two ideas can come together and really catalyze some choices that wouldn't have happened without either either part of that being there, right? That yeah. the structure is solid enough that there's a comfort level within the choice making and then um, everybody feels like they can make a choice in a non-judgmental sort of way to yeah. get things going and maybe it's version after version after version yeah um i yeah i know i think i i learned this from shimo and um early on this idea of well let's just see what happens let's throw spaghetti on the wall and um try try some things learn what we're going to learn and then and then keep making new choices um over and over and they can it can build to a new thing you know it also makes me think about too this idea of a first follower which I'm not so crazy about that title but I love the idea of um, mm. it's maybe a tangible way of a yes and sort of thing someone yeah. a facilitator the entrepreneur the, the innovator at the front of the room um, right. or along maybe along the edge of the circle here presents something and everyone else finds a yes and to that I, I consider those people first followers in some respect that they've said, okay, let's go for this because yeah. there, are, there are probably many other people along that circle who um, are reluctant to join it for some reason and maybe haven't used their voice in a way. Right. So I think the power of that first person or that first group that goes, okay, there's something valid here. Let's see where it can go. Yeah. And then um, the way that can engender uh greater space for others voices to other voices to come into yeah what about you shimo well i'm uh i'm, I'm thinking you asked you know relative to strategy and i and i my mind immediately goes to sort of like how do you work with this through an organizational model right um that um 
and it's it's hard you know i think we're we're all like dance is um is steeped in sort of these traditional roles um Mm -hmm. and as as dancers um you sort of you you, you're used to not leading you're used to following right not in in the context that amy just mentioned but just really being you know kind of directed and Mm -hmm. uh and i think uh i've and believe me i haven't solved it entirely um um but like sort of how do I how do you like really create uh, a structure within how the company operates so that the dancers take an active role, um, not just as as co-creators, um, but really kind of in the development of 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 how programming works mm-hmm. um, and they take a, a more vested interest in sort of the development of the organization um um and it's not uh as i said i'm not i don't have all the answers it's it's, but but like i think it's really important to like uh if you're if you're encouraging or 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 um trying to inspire people to um to take more responsibility in their role um, you have to back that up somehow. They have to be, uh, you know, to ask for them to invest the additional energy, time, thought. Um, they have to feel somehow that that's that that it's truly worth worth that for right. them. Right. Um, and so that that gets very tricky, um, sort of in in terms of how things actually work. You know, mm-hmm. in, in 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 you know. You're trying to um, develop programming. You're trying to make this this entity viable, right? Uh, financially, how does that all work? You know, right? Because you got a lot of cooks in the kitchen. You got to make sure y'all making the same dish. Because you got one person making hot dogs and other person making spaghetti. <laughs> Somebody's gonna go hungry <laughs> or unhappily fed. Um, <laughs> and I think we all want to be fed happily. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. I also want to speak a bit about um, going back a bit to Amy's point about the one follower. Um, I just have to shout out to like Amy and um, just so many people. I tend to be um, so as a dancer, I would say that I'm a bit uh, more hesitant to be forthcoming and like hold my stakes. But when I, it's almost like as soon as I take a step out of the dance room, I'm like, oh, and I have these ideas and I'm gonna do this, this, and this, this, and this. But that same hesitancy kind of like is like a through line. And so I remember when I was making the web series or even when I was like dreaming of the web series, I told Amy, I was like, Amy, I'm really having this idea about like conversations and like, oh, what does it mean to take class? And Amy was so supportive and Mm -hmm. like, um, In some ways, she and she she was that 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 like first following that I needed because it, I think sometimes too, um, as a dancer and as a as a person, you may have these ideas about developing something or um, creating this structure that you think people can benefit from, but you're like really nervous, like oh my god, this could like totally be terrible and nobody <laughs> loves it. Um, but if you don't do it, right, like if you don't make the thing, you can't learn from the thing to maybe build the thing you're supposed to be building. So I just want to say that I appreciate everybody who's always down for my shenanigans. Cheers. <laughs> because I really think um, that's one of the beautiful 
aspects. I mean, no, I don't think anybody has it figured out, but I think one of the greatest um, highlights of the culture that you guys are referring to is that people feel empowered to make a choice. Um, and then in making choices, I think there's a um, there's like a pride and there's a sense of ownership and power. And I think when those ingredients are in the pot, whatever you make, it's going to be beautiful, mm-hmm. right? Because people are coming from a place of um, abundance mm-hmm. and right. I can versus I can't. Mm-hmm. That yes and is already like, yeah. like yeah. Um, it's like the, the flower of the cake rather than the berries of the cake. Yeah. Oh, um, nice. And maybe, too, that we all can, you know. It's yeah. Not, it's not either or. It's a both and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think um, I think that's a perfect segue, too. What have been some, like, highlights of you guys' relationship given that you've worked together? Guys, they've worked together for 20 years. I just want to be clear about my age. <laughs> I am only 25. So they've been knowing each other longer probably than I've been alive but I think when you have such uh, um, I want to go back a bit to go forward Um, one of the things that I thought about when I was making the podcast is that I didn't see um, success at 20 or 25 and I think it just looks different at 20 and 25 and so I bring up you guys' wealth of knowledge and years to speak to um what can happen over 20 years Mm -hmm. so tell me what happens Mm -hmm. you know what have been some um beautiful nuggets of this mentorship and lineage that you guys have created wow Mm. (laughs) yes it's a big question it's okay (laughs) take your time yeah well um it's funny you know uh um it's the 20th anniversary of the company and you really start to think back uh, you know <laughs> like formative moments you know and um and i really miss uh i don't miss performing but i do miss um these moments in the studio that uh and it wasn't exclusively with me and amy but certainly when we danced together i i miss that kind of physical um connection this really really satisfying deep physical connection uh, uh that that you really uh are communicating in this way that you there just aren't words to really describe how that happens yeah. uh, but you're reading you're reading each other's intuition and then um that you know i think anybody that's creating uh understands that it's it's a it's a really uh, heightened awareness just this heightened um, level of being and experiencing in and uh and you know i i miss that uh i, I miss that part of it uh, um being in the studio at that level um i've i've had that with with a few other uh dancer collaborators but not many i think at the at the level i think that i um, i was able to connect with um to amy so that's one of the highlights um there's another highlight i i i, I just remember uh when we first started uh you know trying to figure out okay so uh we're supposed to do um 
like community outreach. We're supposed to do something else with our work other than create work and perform it. And um, and we were trying to figure out what what it would look like, how it would feel, what what it would be, and um, and we just uh, you know we had no idea kind of how to communicate. Um, our, our work, our, our process um, in a way that would make sense to uh, to populations. And in this case, it was kids in schools um, who had had no background, no, no experience really with dance, let alone sort of concert dance uh, slash contemporary dance uh, in the context that we were working with. Um, so, so like that process um, was was really um, just like taking it apart uh, piece by piece, figuring it out and, and finding out what would work and finding out what really, you know, got people's attention, what stuck, yeah. uh, you know. Um, and, and it was so, I remember there was, there's like, we would, we'd come back from these sessions sometimes just completely freaked out because, you know, <laughs> been like like just utter like kids on the walls and uh and and then sometimes we we'd come back and we did you know we had had something where they they were just like in our like putty they were just so receptive and so yeah. tuned in and, and and we felt you know oh my goodness we made such a difference yeah um those kind of moments uh were, were were terrific Mm, yeah absolutely and it's making me think too about one of the um thanks for that shimo wow <laughs> uh it's making me think about one of the first performances i think of groundworks uh was in uh what's called the ice house in okay. akron ohio which um big 55 foot brick building where chunks of ice from the lake were before refrigeration people would go there to get chunks of ice to put into their um, ice boxes, girl. Yeah, I mean, so it's a, it's a very, um, it's a really industrial s- cathedral. We called it. There it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, and um, befriended the owner and started. Uh, Shimo's like, let's turn it into a performance space. Um, as you know, Shimo had been doing, and we had been doing in um, churches and museums, and you know, yeah. really taking dance uh, beyond the proscenium. And so here's this this beautiful uh, industrial cathedral. And um, Shimo created a 20-minute solo for himself and a 20-minute solo for me. And, <laughs> and that, was, that was the first show was we set up a, a Marley a, um, and solos back-to-back. And we finished that performance. And I was just so elated. I think at that point, I still only thought of performance as the final product yeah. of dance and I just remember Shimo have we, we like turned to each other I don't know if it was a specific moment but I left that experience uh with this idea of that's just one facet of the work we just did that show great that felt amazing wow so there's so much more work to be done yeah you know and I think that shifted my scale of work yeah uh, and that building building the company in all of its facets and uh, building an awareness for dance and taking taking dance outside the proscenium and all of that was the work all of that was the choreography and um, 
and we got to do all of that together and to bring in new collaborators along that. So there was something special about that ice house moment, uh, <laughs> the 55-foot ceilings and the, the, the rain dripping in occasionally and just all of, the, all of those variables, but this idea of ex- extending the work. Yeah, and I love that um, as Shima was talking, I was I was like taken aback to um, Lake Country for some reason. But just the, what does it mean to read someone's intuition? They, uh, Oprah calls it, I think, like the aha moment. Some people call it like the like high vibration moments for those moments where it's in between uh, it's in between thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that. All of those memories that you have spoken to, be it the crazy kids, the time when they're on your side, um, or that moment when you're in the studio and like you are really uh, synced in a way that language hasn't um, quite been able to articulate. Uh, hence why we have so many reasons to uh, reasons to uh, ways to explain it, uh, and I think that's so amazing. But one other thing that you guys talked about too is this like um, resurging of energy. So you take this one ice house and you make it a theater space and then that energy is transformed into you having this feeling of like, oh, and we're not even done yet. There's so mm-hmm. much more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Can, yeah. You, can you talk a bit more about how you guys' relationship has been able to um, offer just more moments of that resurgence of energy? Mm. Like, you know, um, one of the things that uh, happened to me, I'd say, <laughs> you know, after the first 10 years <laughs> um, was, it, you know, it was like, okay, you know, we had dedicated ourselves to trying to innovate artistically, you know, and we had, we had this great platform this great vehicle to do that with and we were doing kick-ass performances and um and sort of it 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 really started to to make sense to me like that that in and of itself was uh, was certainly uh, would always be central and core to the the, the organization the company the mission uh but like what else you know like what are we doing (laughs) what are we doing the performances um for ultimately like what is is there something else that 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 needs to come out of this and um and i think i thought of that relative to sort of the the investment of our community um, in sort of this entity you know this idea that we had started like and and um you know it it really like became for me uh, almost like uh, this sort of resurgent you talk about like finding new energy right for me that was the the kick the the kick in the ass moment which is like okay you know but like um how do we use that in 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 new and interesting ways yeah uh, that doesn't uh compromise the artistry mm-hmm. but feeds the artistry right. in these different and interesting ways and i know uh when amy um left to go to new york um and i know that she was searching 
for I think a similar in a similar way for something that um, you know she could she could bite into. Right. <laughs> really, right. I don't know. Maybe you can you talk to that. But it, but but uh, to me also uh, the reason that Amy and I have have uh, I feel continued to um, have a really uh, vibrant and interesting relationship is uh, I think because um, we're both working at this in our own ways uh, right. and are finding are finding new things. Right. Yeah. Amy? Absolutely. Um, I kind of got lost on a train of, of memory. I'm having... Yeah, I love that, right? Like, it's it's recalling and conjuring some things from... What's coming through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think it, this is just such a gift to take this hour out of our week to That's connect and reminisce. That's why I love this job. I, yes. This is so special. Oh, my gosh. Favorite job of... By far, favorite job so far. If the, if the world if the world did more time of self reflection and and synthesizing ideas, I think we'd be in a much better place. You I know? concur. So thanks for the time to of course of course make space for this. Um, I guess along those lines, or maybe off track. I've lost track at this point. It's but, all good. Um, uh, it makes me think about continuing to. Um, yeah, evolve evolve a relationship or a connection to. Um, someone or something and mm -hmm. uh, allowing it to shift over time and to mm -hmm. actually expecting that um, interests in the why mm -hmm. will will grow and evolve over the lifetime of a human and the lifetime of an idea and I think I've really respected and have been had such gratitude to Shimo to to allow that to be part of the conversation that right. how we interacted or what we thought the why was um, 20 years ago, there's still an, an absolutely core essence of just a love of the art and a, a love of, the, I think, the power of dance in our world. Um, but both of us, as you say, have, have continued to kind of chew on it in different ways and yeah. uh, are keep keep coming back together and exchanging ideas um, about what we're noticing and what we're working with. And Shimo has continued to invite me back to um, choreograph with the beautiful dancers of, of Groundworks. And um, that's been an ultimate gift and what a beautiful laboratory and experiment. And again, right. a, a huge risk right? Uh, to to make space for an emerging artist to experiment and try things out. And he's been doing that for me since 2005. So yeah. um, just this lineage of continuing to develop things both on the stage and otherwise. I know recently when I came back to work with the company, our conversations have moved a lot toward um, engagement and um, right. community um, community engagement and thinking about that. And those, I think, those have been hugely instrumental conversations for me to hear about he how uh, how Shimo how you're chewing on that and what's what's important to you along those lines too. And so, I'm just grateful for the exchange and the evolution of the relationship over time. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, um, and I think to what's comforting above all to hear uh, is that both of you have um, made space for yourselves to sh allow shifts to happen. I think being 25 in New York City, a lot of things start to shift and you really just want <laughs> us to be still. <laughs> Please just be still. 
<laughs> but um, you know, the only thing that's uh, what is it? The only thing that's constant is change, and how you guys' relationship is a reflection of that. How you guys' relationship has uh, gave birth to that, and how you guys is in allowing that have been able to plant new trees in this larger forest of your relationship. Hashtag goals. <laughs> so um, I think uh, as we draw to a close, I would love for us to, the reason why, but I'm going to say what first. I would love for us to talk about the value of mentorship in this great ADF conversation with, I believe, Jerry Houlihan and a really famous NYC writer whose name I am forgetting, they talked about um, millennials, which is including me. Yes, it is. And a lot of my listeners, uh, they talked about how um, in some ways that's missing. It could be because of technology. It could be because of the more fast-paced nature. Um, but the mentorship that you see over 20 years uh, is not the same. You know, people don't dance for a company for seven years the way that they used to. Um, can you speak to uh, maybe the, the the breadth of that and how um, beneficial it's been for you, but how and also maybe in it's changing, there's something, there's some new things that have come up for you guys. Because I know both of you are mentors, mm -hmm. But you're also mentees, mm -hmm. so uh, yeah. If we could, if you could speak to that, mm -hmm. yeah. I, oh, that's such a. It's yeah. I've been thinking a lot about that actually, Katie, and uh, you know because we, I am in this incredibly privileged position yeah. to to uh, you know um, be able to uh, facilitate. Um, in so many different ways, mm -hmm. um, not individuals and, and, and ideas. I feel, uh, I mean, um, it's a, you know, it's, it's something I take very seriously. Um, I think when you're, I mean, I just remember when I was in my twenties, right. uh, not being aware of something, <laughs> nothing coming close to the extent that, <laughs> You are, Katie, of, of that sort of relationship, yeah. you know, that, that everything you're doing is built on some precedent, somebody else right. uh, holding the space, making the opportunity available. Right. Um, and sort of like I think it's so important for young artists to understand that very early, that that it's not just them in the room, you know. I mean, as yeah. much as um, – that you have that drive you have you need that ego you need that you need that sense of yourself in order to continue and push yourself forward right. it's to understand that that's really you know it's 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 a joint effort from day one mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if it's your parents it doesn't matter if it's your teacher teachers mm -hmm. your, you know whoever opens doors in different ways and um so that's from, you know, looking back and realizing how many times I just sort of ignored that. Right. Um, mm -hmm. At the same time now, kind of like on the other side of that equation, uh, realizing that um, it takes patience sometimes to mentor uh, because of, the, of that sort of lack of, of understanding or lack of perspective. That's mm -hmm. all it is. Mm -hmm. It's not being able to see the horizon in the same way. 
and uh, and not seeing the cause and effect of 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 why things happen the way they do sometimes. Right. And um, um, and so like from my position is not to not to feel snubbed or or you know hurt if somebody if I feel somebody's not really um, you know tuned in to that and right. being and being um, gracious or, or acknowledging you know the the kinds of things that I feel I'm offering or facilitating so so it's 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 you know it's it's a two-way street all the way along the way yeah uh, and, and it is a kind of um, this importance to to like build this sense of trust is right. is I think really at the core of it and um, but that can't happen without um, it, it, it takes commitment on both sides. Right. And I think what you were referring to, Katie, you know, the sort of the pace at which things um, are, are pushed along these days, the sense of like impermanence right. that um, um, the, 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 the economics of the art form are creating um, really run counter to that um, right. or could potentially run counter to that. And, and that people really are not taking the same kinds of 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 making the same kinds of commitments right. or um, it doesn't mean to say we can't you know right. and it, um, it I just think that 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 is a really important thing to 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 consider um, in this exchange uh, that happens in in a, in, a, in a real sort of lasting, uh, collaborative relationship right right mm. Mm. It, um, uh, thank you for that I think it also makes me think about um, the idea of meeting each other halfway right uh, mm. and you know oftentimes you'll go to a, uh, a discussion and there'll be community agreements on mm -hmm. the board ahead of time mm -hmm. and one of the community agreements that uh, is said a lot is step forward step back right to in reference to, you know, if you hear yourself speaking a lot, mm -hmm. uh, step back and allow space for someone else to speak. Right. But um, I keep thinking about that community agreement in literally every interaction. Right. And how that can step forward, step back, step forward, step back. Right. Um, and how that could be a dance. Right. Uh, bob and weave, bob oh, and weave. There it is, there it is. So whether it's we're making work together in the studio, we're stepping forward, stepping back. Um, what that looks like in a conversation, what that looks like in a project development, what that looks like in a meeting. Um, right. So mentorship and menteeship and that exchange of stepping forward and stepping back and meeting each other halfway and continuing to negotiate what that what that um, third thing we're making together is maybe yeah. come across this idea of the third culture mm -hmm. instead of exchanging ideas we actually create a third thing together yeah, that couldn't have been create, there before yeah, yeah instead of exchanging let's create an idea yeah yeah, yeah. that maybe as I um, maybe I'll just close by saying as I get further away from performing on a physical yeah. stage in theater with my body through choreographic sorts of moves stepping forward and back um, yeah. I think I'm becoming more sensitive to that ebb and flow within daily interaction yeah. and, and other sorts of ways of making work. Um, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and so that meeting each other halfway and how it feels when we're doing anything together yeah. matters so much more to me than it ever did before right. um, as well. 
Yes. And I want to close with two things. One is I, too, need patience because, you know, with these interviews, I have time to prepare. I have time to kind of like um, mm. just dream of maybe what's what's coming and like what I want to hear and what I want to be able to want to be able to ask. So like I've meditated on being patient, but I can imagine to all of my mentors. I definitely see Amy as a mentor. Oh, I do not always have perspective. So I appreciate Amy and Nigel Campbell and Chanel and Miss Lasea and Miss Kay from English class and senior senior English class in high school. Y'all, I am a lot and I have a lot of ideas and I'm so grateful that someone was so my mom. Shout out to you, mama. Um, I'm so grateful because I can think of a many a times that I did not have perspective. And I'm grateful that someone just really stuck with me because I can I usually come to the other side. It just takes me a minute. Um, so thank you to all those beautiful people out there who hold it down for me. Uh, and lastly, um, what I think I would I would love for people to take away, if nothing else, because there's so many beautiful things, is almost um, – lineage and recycling of resources as as resistance um I, i'm going to reference angie Pittman, whose interview was about quietness as a resistance mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. thinking about pace thinking about time uh, how do we view relationships and lineage as a form of currency um mm-hmm. as a as a as a um as a bridge to abundance as a bridge to having um, so that we resist and reclaim and recreate um, what things can look like, you know, what um, what making it can look like, all puns intended. Yes. Um, before we get up out of here, let us announce the dates one more time and where people need to be for the show. Great. Uh, we'll be, pronounced will be performing uh, uh, at, Gibney Center on Friday, March 21st, and Saturday, March 22nd. Both shows start at 7 o'clock. Is that right, Amy? I think we're at a 7.30 start time. 7.30. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Yes. Come to the downtown location, not the uptown location. I always try to preface that. That's the one on 53A Chambers, not the one on 890 Broadway. Uh, If you have me on social media, just just reach out to me and I'll, I'll give you some details. Um, yeah. And I just, yeah, I'm super excited. Oh, and lastly, but certainly not least, thank you guys for coming. And as always, 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 make it live, make it breathe. I think I'm going to say like make it resist, make it redefined, but just make it. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Before we get up out of here, guys, I just want to shout out Mike Brun, who composed my intro soundtrack. It is sang by Kuhu Verma. You can find the 